yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. Hey y'all. You are listening to Kiva and Kahawia. We are K&K Real Talk and we are excited because we are back here discussing our beloved Dr. Amos Wilson who wrote the book The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child. There's two versions. Um, There's a yellow book. (laughs) (laughs) and then there's a second edition where there's a beautiful little black baby girl on the front cover and we have that book that we been reading through so we're back to conclude chapter one Mm -hmm. um and just for um clarity we are starting from page 17 down to page 34, right before he gets into his multiple notes. So, yes, and as a review, I am still trying to figure out how I can access a database um, with all of these journals and articles from scholars without paying an arm and leg and a kidney for it. So I'm working so- on that. Listeners, if y'all are students, yes, please share with me your Blackboard information (laughs) so I can log in and um, check out these articles. (laughs) Yes, it will do the work for you since you're already consumed with, I'm sure, with your own classes and stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of information and things that you don't even realize that you have access to that's so important because in college, I didn't realize how important it was to try to even retrieve that. You can make your own little library, you know, mm-hmm. and just start downloading everything. Um, yeah, so that's- didn't recognize that. Even though I use the source, I didn't think that I would never not have access to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I wasn't prepared for that. And I mean, one article, $35 to review. For 24 hours. So if you don't look at it right away, if you forget mm-hmm. that you purchased it and said, all right, I'm going to look at it tomorrow. And it's tomorrow after the 24 hours? Shit. Yeah. It's and then you have to figure out how to copy and paste it or, you know, and we we have some people who are extremely technical savvy, but that is a definite need for our people um, is combining all of our information. There is a resource that, you know, but now that we're talking, I'm going to check in with them. There's a library in Harlem, New York. 
It's called the Schomburg Museum, Schomburg mm-hmm. Museum, um, and it houses all Black literature. Mm. And most scholars, um, they tend to donate their library to certain universities. Like Dr. John Henry Clark, I think he donated his libraries to a, a college. I forget the college as I'm speaking about him now, but when people get into the later part of their career and they've kind of exhausted all the materials that they have reviewed and they're just now on the basis of self-discovery with all the information that they have and concluding their own conclusions with the conclusions that they use of others, um, they'll donate their library. So the Schomburg is one of those resources. So I'm gonna check in with them now that we're talking about that because um, definitely maybe that's another resource. But yeah, check it out. Um, if you are a college student, let's take advantage of that. So maternal emotions. This brother, he knows how to measure our problems, okay? Honey. Dr. Wilson, he explains how our maternal emotions, everything that we deal with as women, where we tend to feel like, oh, it's just my problem. And that's something that sisters say all the time that I try to correct. No, honey, when you come to work and I say good morning to you and you decide not to say nothing back, now your problem is my problem because Mm -hmm. you're being a jerk. And we have a lot of sisters who go through things. And I'm not saying that what they go through is not warranted for them to feel the way they do. But as a woman, you're supposed to control that attitude. Honey, and you know what, too? Because so many people, especially now today, you know, so many people talk about energy. But people don't realize where your focus goes, energy flows, right? So if you, and energy transfers. So whatever it is that you're doing, it's going to transmit to someone else that's around you, period. So if you mm-hmm. want to keep that up, you know, like if you want to keep it into a positive space, you have to live that. Like you got to really be that. And if, if for some reason you're unable to, it's okay to even express that. So if Kiva or myself say good morning to you, if you're not really in that space, you could say something back and just be like, you know what, today really ain't the day. And even that can be felt, right? And that can maybe have me say some kind words to you that might be able to carry you through your day. Because again, that's energy. But we got to pay attention. We have to. And we have to make sure that we're really preparing ourselves and being realistic to our current problems. Because Dr. Wilson is explaining that our marital problems our severe housing problems, economic problems, all of those things create severe stress. And when Mm -hmm. you are a pregnant mom or you're trying to get pregnant or you are already pregnant and your next concern is making sure you can deliver this baby safely, you are bound to have complications if you have all of this stress. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes myself, I've gone through birthing complications I've gone through um, pregnancy with stress and I clearly see the correlation with why my I had so many complications with my birth because I had so many stressful moments throughout the pregnancy. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to try to get real serious about choosing better for ourselves. If you know a situation is not good for you, but you just enjoy it, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not enough. 
we tend to do, we put ourselves in that situation all the time. Oftentimes we know exactly what we're supposed to do, but we do what we want to do just because it feels good. And it only feels good for the moment. It sure do. Because when that moment is over, you are settling with your thoughts and with your complaints and with your stress. Yeah, and I know some sisters checked out my, my my black man was like I he was like babe he called me on the phone babe this woman out here pregnant and smoking I'm like you sure <laughs> she pregnant he like nah babe I I think she pregnant or she severely bloated either way she look it looks bad <laughs> but you know those those prenatal um concerns are real especially when you know if something happens. Lord forbid, but things do happen to babies. A lot of times they want to bring up, you know, all of these illnesses and concerns. No one's discussing what this mom and behavior and her lifestyle was prior to baby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your social relationship with, you know, just the things around you can impact the the type of um, child that you are able to produce. So that stress component is something that um Dr. Wilson, he constantly reiterates within this chapter of us measuring our problems in a realistic form and understanding that even if you're in a position where you're, you know, you you woke, you got it like that. You know how to handle your business. You ain't got these issues that me and Kahawi are talking about. Recognize your nation still go through this. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not something that you're dealing with within your home, your next door neighbor is dealing with it. So guess what? It's still your problem. Right. So even if you found a way to overcome some of the things that you're dealing with, it would be in your best interest to, you know, pass that information on to someone else so that they can too overcome and continue that cycle of passing on the information. I don't Mm -hmm. know where we get in the habit of, I got, you know, I got something good, but I'm going to keep it to myself. (laughs) Like... (laughs) If it's something, you know, that you know can potentially erase the negative emotions that, you know, people in your community have, why wouldn't you want to help them? Yes, exactly. Why wouldn't you want to create an environment that you can live in and be peaceful, even when you step outside your home? Exactly. And we we have to get on that. And that's when we change the attitude of it just being about me and mine and you have that national concern you have that nation building concern you have that sister keeper brother keeper concern because I try to uplift my brothers and sisters not in in, because in the sexual world girl you look good man you look good we there Mm -hmm. but when it comes to just healing Sometimes it's okay to tell, especially a young brown girl. If I see a young brown girl who looks, you know, her head is down. I remember I was walking um, to the store and there was this young girl. She wasn't even from my culture. She was, looked like she was like a light Spaniard. But in any event, she was walking um, to um, across from me, but her head was severely down. Like she was damn near like just bent down looking at the floor. And she mm. was walking fast. And I said, baby girl, pick your head up. I said, there's demons in these streets. You need to know what's going on. I said, you're beautiful and smart. Pay attention to what's going on around you. And she, Mm. you know, stood up straight. (laughs) (laughs) And was walking, still was walking fast, but her head was on a swivel. Yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Don't walk around here being a victim. 
So, and a lot of times, sisters, this is when you a victim, when you decide to be moody all the time, mm. when you decide to continue to engage in the very things that make you happy for a moment, but depresses you severely after. Mm. When you become over-dependent with certain situations, a person that you may like and they cancel plans with you, now your whole world is destroyed. Mm, mm, mm. These are moments of victimization that you ha- that only you will be able to pull yourself out of. Nobody can do that work for you but you. And Dr. Amos Wilson, of course, since we're talking about our babies, if you're experiencing all of this while pregnant or planning to become pregnant, you may not get pregnant or you may have birth complications um, if you're experiencing these things because these this is all stress. And not even just um, birth complications, but your baby will have may have complications as well. Yes, because he explained that the attitude, the personality, the behavior pattern, all of these things, when the baby is born, this is why they come out fussy or, mm. or you know, unattentive, where they can't focus on something for long periods of time. What you do during your prenatal um, determines how they become as baby, toddler, and young child. So, mm-hmm. and then what they experience during that determines with teenage, and it just continues to cycle down. If you notice, most adult problems is child problems. Mm-hmm. They still is a vicious cycle. So, Doctor Wilson is reminding us as parents or soon to become parents, be aware of the vicious cycle because the past is the present what Mm. you do today determines your future and what you did yesterday determines yesterday so it's all connected so it's important that you begin today Mm. so and i better you know what too and like why so many psychiatrists psychologists and therapists alike you know they always start with you know wanting to talk about your childhood but i think a better question would be you know um do you know what your mother's life was like when she was carrying you. Mm-hmm. Go back and have that conversation with your mom so you can figure out more of the root. Like, get to the root root for real. Like, the root beneath the dirt. <laughs> like, the root that's like root root. Mm-hmm. The tip of the root. And be okay with people because family don't like talking about real stuff. Honey, they sure and, don't. And so understand that that's going to be a battle in itself. And be okay with that, because within this life, there is going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are in a position as Black women, children, men, we realize, if you haven't realized, that we are still at the bottom of the barrel. Even though we have some comforts down there, we still don't have any control over our protection, over our needs, over our health. We are dependent on everyone else to supply us with food, housing, clothing. So it's so much work that needs to be done. And what we're talking about now seems so far from what the needs are, but imagine, really think about why those things aren't occurring the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. If we're walking around stressed all day and moody all the time and over-dependent on things that has nothing to do with our freedom and our ability to progress as a people, then yeah, no wonder why we don't own no businesses. And 
in in the respect that we control the economic power of the community. Because you can own a business here, there, and everywhere else. But that social aspect, because like Sister Kahawia said, when somebody has something, it's like now it becomes theirs. They that social <laughs> relationship is not present. So we need that. It's important that we have that. And um, the development... And the even if it is yours, you know, you still should want to become a resource for your environment, you know. For your community, rather. Like, if I'm growing corn, I'm growing corn. Yes, this is my corn, this is my field. But um, I have corn for my community now. You know you could come to me buy some corn, right? I'm not like, oh, I'm growing corn, mind your business. I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm growing corn over here. <laughs> What's up? Like, you mm-hmm. know? And possibly... And I know I can only grow corn in this area. So if someone reaches out to me from another state and say, hey, brother, I want to grow corn, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to monopolize this area. Then we can do that. And, you know, the sad part about it is that we've had all of this. And Sister Kahawi and I myself, we always ponder, like, you know, all the economic advantages, like the Black Wall Street, the Rosewood, like when we had this source and then it was shut down, how did it shut down? And as we, as I'm reading and studying, I'm learning that it's, it's in my humble opinion, I feel it, it was capable of being shut down because we didn't have code of conduct mm-hmm. um, from, from the, ba- the basics to the, to the business portion. Like this is basic. That needs to occur. The base ground we're covering. But as we cover the base ground, now we need to know who's really, truly friend, who's really, truly foe. Mm -hmm. And how we even um, handle that. Because this is kind of, this is severely off topic, but I think it's worthy to address since I've done said all of that. How we handle our people when they do wrong. Like, for example, Kahawi and myself, we mentioned and apologize to you listeners that when we mentioned Malcolm X and we highlighted him and revered him in such a way that we discredited everything that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has done, that was a total insult to the Black race. And we mm-hmm. didn't know what we was practicing that until we got checked, until we continued to do the research. And what we learned is that publicly, you don't air your people out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should have been handled in a preview because the work itself was too powerful. Because, and now that I think about it, Malcolm X was probably supposed to take over the position of doc, um, of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but he removed himself from that position because he aired out his team to the mm-hmm. enemy. Right. And that was the mistake. He How he handled that was correct on his own terms but he should have kept it within the mosque it didn't have keep to it behind closed doors keep it behind closed doors yes it's the same thing when you in a relationship with your king or your queen you know y'all not supposed to argue in public y'all mm-hmm. not supposed to you know walk on different ground in public y'all supposed to be a united force mm-hmm. when you in the house then you air out that grievance Respectfully, mm-hmm. but you air out that grief mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Not when the kids around. Exactly. When it's just y'all around, just just the two of y'all, y'all air out them grievances. Yeah, because anybody else that's witnessed y'all grievance is the public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> including the children. 
because that emotional stress, man, is a direct link to our imbalance in the workforce or just in our desire of whatever we're trying to attain. And then back to our focal topic, fetal development. We have to be mindful of how we show up in life and how we interact with one another because it will impact our unborn seed. And which is sad is that we already have a plight <laughs> to deal with. So you, we setting our children up from failure from the womb? Nah, mm. gotta do better. So the serious effect of emotional stress, um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes into deep, um, thorough research and he explains that if we don't, um, it's better that in the later part of the pregnancy for this stress to occur versus in the beginning, because that's where all of the, the gene pool and the organs are developing and stuff like that. So, and, and this is great for listeners also to like do their own personal survey and research. Think about your family members who have possibly miscarried or has some type of um, uh, a baby that came out with some type of deformity It'll be cool. It'll, I think it's a worthy of a question to ask them. Like prior to that happening to the baby, were you stressed? Mm. You know, do your own research because you don't have to always just trust what someone's been told. I mean, I think Dr. Amos Wilson is credible, but I'm I, just thinking about the people in my life who have gone through things like this. It, it makes a direct link and it, it makes a lot of um, sense. Um, he continues to explain different birth difficulties that may occur within Black mothers. And um, he, again, just reminds us that, you know, another way of you can identify, because sometimes we don't know if we're stressed. You know, it's like, my family argue, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, honey, you're stressed. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not. That's a way. negative emotion. That's a negative emotion. Although y'all all may practice it, maybe that's something y'all all should change. <laughs> and um, Dr. Wilson, he explains that, you know, these are, these are the type of homes that you can expect maternal emotional um, dysfunction. He said these broken family homes consist of female-headed households. Mm-hmm. Or if they happen to be a teenage mom unwed motherhood or you have you know the father not present and he explains that all of that create chronic emotional stress within the black moms and ultimately um stresses out the children from the womb and on and that physical mental emotional and behavioral problem that's existing uh, within the from with the mom and then carries on to the baby when this baby gets to grade school and here comes the teacher trying to teach them something about math, <laughs> it don't compute. Honey, that baby got too much on his mind already. Too much. So, and this is good for educators too because one of the um, revolutionary tasks we're supposed to perform is to stop. And this is what Dr. Amos Wilson says from Jump With Us as, black, as a Black family. Stop putting our babies in these European schools. Hmm. Because they are not equipped to handle this type of problem. So you, when you cater to a child and me being an educator for the short period of time I was, I noticed that if I had a, a strong relationship with the parent, the child did better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if the the parent, the children that I was not able to access, the parents, I kind of lost them in the midst, unless they um, believed in me enough to just trust me as a loan um, guardian for the time being. But that is so important that we kind of understand when we're interacting, even with our sisters who show up, when you say good morning, again, back to that whole scenario, hey, sis, and she have an attitude, roll her eyes. It don't, mm-hmm. to, to me, I don't receive that energy anymore like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> I look at it more on a Dr. Amos Wilson approach when other scholars who have show, who have shared in so many ways, we got a lot of issues. So that's just the not being able to greet me accordingly doesn't have to give me a reactionary response. So now I want to, you know, attack her back. I still show up with love. Well, sis, I hope you have a good day. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. All right, my love. Thank you. And that's and that's how you diffuse fighting. Because somebody, when they always say somebody got to be the one, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that that is, and that don't make me a punk. That'll make me um, a coward, um, but it, it helps me um, plant, and that's me planting a seed. Because I'm sure when that sister, and, and, and possibly not so, but one, I avoided her from having a necessary fight, and then two, maybe a seed was planted. Well, later on, as she's showing up throughout her day, she'll think back and be like, "Damn, like I really got an anger issue." He <laughs> <laughs> say nothing back to me, and I was still cursing her ass out. You know, especially if somebody bring up the same situation to her. So we we really have to fix those um, behaviors. And it start with if you are a part of the woke conscious community and knowing how to behave, make sure you truly practicing this. Because there's a lot of fake woke folks out here. Honey. And, honey, um, honey. <laughs> so um, Dr. Wilson, he goes on to explain how how do we begin to break these emotional romantic attachments we have with just arguing? Because you you got sisters that look forward to an argument. Look forward to that makeup sex. Honey, I used to be one of them. Okay. <laughs> I used to, honey. So let me tell you, when Kiva says these things, and I just be like, honey, because I know. I know from her end of the stick and from the young lady's end of the stick, okay? <laughs> I know I used to look forward to an argument, honey. When we was reading the yellow book by Sister Shavazad Ali, honey. Yeah. We I when I said, when I shared with y'all that. I will play an argument out in my head before I even get to having the conversation with the person. I, ooh, I prepare for arguments. Like, it's so bad sometimes. And I have to catch myself because sometimes even going, you know, sometimes, you know, just going to family events, you know, large events, large crowds, they ain't really my thing all that, you know, all too much because it's just be too much energy all at one time. And then, not even so much of that, but certain people's energy, right? You just know what they coming with. So you 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 gotta mentally prepare yourself. But sometimes I have to catch myself like, okay, well, Kahawia, while you're mental while you're mentally preparing yourself, how about not preparing yourself for an argument? <laughs> how about 
how about preparing yourself to bring peace, right? To set the tone for peace. <laughs> so nobody can really fuck with your vibe, right? I have to tell myself to take a different approach. Because at first, I'd be like, mm-hmm, because if so-and-so come up to me saying anything about I-I-I, I'm going to let they ass have it. And I have to change that. And this is a daily practice. You know, like, this is not something that you only practice when you get into these situations. You got to prepare yourself. Just the same way you prepare yourself for the argument to happen, you got to prepare yourself for the argument not to happen. So I'm going to just say that word. No, word. Word. And (laughs) this is, it's important that um, the practice, I like that you mentioned the practice component, because you're not going to fix that overnight. Uh-uh. <laughs> you not, and you not gonna fix it right as soon as you get tested. Okay, you got to <laughs> practice. You got to study for your test in school. You got to study for your test in real life. <laughs> that is yeah. some real shit. And when you fail, don't you know? Conclude it as well. That's just me. See, I told you I can't do it. No, don't be a victim to it. You know it's wrong. Try mm-hmm. again. Dust yourself off. And try again, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes into with his thorough research, because I just love his work. Um, he explains in um, a chart form how in 2007, um, the infant mortality rate of the Black children um, is highest of all other races. And I decided to just you know, do a quick Google search (laughs) and they have another stat from 2017 to 2018 where it shows the same. We are still highest in the um, infant mortality rate. And, you know, that's that's also including moms who decide to abort. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they include, because we're not even including all, all of the plan B fetuses that are, you know, they're not even a fetus. They're still, um, what, a fermented cell organism. Um, Excuse me for my science if it's incorrect, but (laughs) that's not included in that process. But after that, anything from the abortion side, whether it's a suction abortion or medical abortion, you know, if the baby just doesn't make it, um, we still outrank every other race. So this problem, unfortunately, still has not subsided. And it says that we tend to have many disorders uh, with our babies um, during the short gestation period, and we tend to have a low birth weight. Now, Dr. Amos Wilson connects... You know what's interesting, right? I'm sorry to cut Mm -hmm. you off. Looking at this chart, we are the most, and then right up under us is the American Indian. Yeah. So you know... These is two groups of folk that they do not want to be here because we are still in this traumatic state. Now, we are fighting for different things, but the plight remains. We have the same enemy, so to speak, and the same damn problem. You know, it's so funny about these stats, and it's hard to read them sometimes. The stats that I'm looking at is on the cdc.gov website, mm-hmm. but it's funny where Dr. Amos Wilson, he breaks down a multitude of race and Hispanic origin, whereas the CDC has three categories, white, 
non-Hispanic, black, non-Hispanic, Hispanic. Mm. <laughs> and they're rating United States. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. Out of all of the other cultures that's here, they just have three three forms. Now, I'm looking to see if there's anything in detail, but no, I didn't see anything else further in detail. And there's probably other versions, but that's just funny to me how they just broke that down. And I remember even with my job, because they still, you know, use race as a, as a base. And they just have black or white. Mm-hmm. Ain't even no other. So... It's it's curious to see what people pick, you know. Some people yeah, statistics like, are um are difficult to read because it they don't tell the whole picture, right? But no. there's no statistic that's gonna tell the whole story. It's just gonna tell the version of the story of the person who did the grab. Exactly. So that's why it's our responsibility to kind of self check and make that stats compared to you know compared to your life as you see it to be. And try to improve um, your your current situation. So, and for in the situation of others, because I try, like Sister Kahawia mentioned, that it's important to share, um, you know, your progress, whether it's business or whatever. When I said I wanted a home birth, and I shared all of my research, a few of my friends and sisters now have home births or are considering to home birth versus going into the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just good to just continue to share information that um is uplifting and goes against the the norm that doesn't work for us yeah dr amos wilson he talks about the birth conditions and newborn development so we're still in this prenatal period because we're in chapter one and he explains that our children tend to again be lower in weight um and he identifies what is considered premature a premature baby is a baby that is 37 weeks or less and they weigh five and a half pounds or less. And in regards to the babies that are born underweight, we still outrank, according to these stats on CDC and his stats, um, our people, Black people, we Black mothers in particular, we tend to have low birth weights. And that's norm, considered to be a sign of some type of... Um, fetal dysfunction or um, prenatal concerns. Mm -hmm. He explains that, you know, when you have premature babies or if you have a baby that um, has a low birth weight, even if you carry full turn, there are signs that there can be some type of brain damage. You know, (laughs) you know, when you encounter a grown person that just can't get it together. Honey. (laughs) You got to ask yourself and be like, damn. Um, excuse me. Uh-huh. Did you happen to be preemie? I know. You never know. They said that sometimes these, and not all preemies, this is not a totality thing. This is just it's not. their research. Because some people were born pre- premature and they are, you wouldn't even know unless they shared. But he explains that, you know, these babies, they, you know, experience possibly a fracturing of their bones during delivery because they're not fully um, developed. Um, They may have some nerve centers that are damaged. Um, They may have issues with their eyes and their ears. Um, You know, those who are born with any um, 
issues with vision or issues with hearing. He also explains that, you know, later on, these babies tend to have severe handicaps that are not always seen at, at first. But as they develop, you notice that their level of um, IQ is not as high as a normal child would be. And he explains and overly explains that when a parent has um, social disformities where they're overly aggressive or, you know, they show that they're um, inappropriately submissive or they just have just this passive behavior, you know, that trickles down onto the baby. And this these are signs with also with babies. Like if you just see that a baby is like overly aggressive or they just can't just connect to basic things, they may have had these, um, these issues during their prenatal gestation period. And we need to be mindful of that. Because when you see a lot of times, and I like that he's bringing this into clarity because oftentimes what we do to our people is when you have a child that doesn't listen, oh, he just bad. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a baby girl that doesn't listen or or even, you know, even with baby girls, she's fast. We constantly. Or just- you have a child. Um, you have a baby who's just like highly irritable and just cries a lot. Like that is signs of something, too. And I think it's it's worthy of assessing from a different eye right not just looking at it like oh damn this one crying ass baby but try to figure out what happened that's provoking this reaction from this baby Mm -hmm. and understand and and when you when you remember these things you can kind of bring a maturity level that's needed you know Mm -hmm. you'll the way you handle a child in mom who's showing up so dysfunctional or to you it's just like they just don't get it now you can understand why because if mommy Mm -hmm. grew up dysfunctional and then she now is the parent of another dysfunctional child you can see where it kind of stems from and then if you are practicing these deformities in your behavior that you can know how to navigate and fix this because Mm -hmm. um he, Dr. Wilson mentioned this, and I've heard this from other people as well, that malnutrition is like an American problem. Like most of us are malnourished, whether we recognize it or not. And unfortunately, most Black mothers, even though they have health insurance, they receive less medical attention during their pregnancy than white mothers. And myself, I'm reading this book my sister gave me. Um, she's my sister friend in Cali. She's a sister through spirit. She gave me this book um, by Shanicia Boswell. It's called, Oh Sis, You're Pregnant, The Ultimate Guide to Black Pregnancy and Motherhood. And this is a really good book because she, in her book, explained, I haven't even finished reading the whole thing, but I will do so. She explains that because we are unserviced um, or disserviced, in the medical field that we need to come correct. So, and how we come correct is you create a birthing plan. And the birth plan that she gives a sample of, it goes down to everything that you expect to be in your room, um, of the people you would like to visit in your room, whether you want your um, umbilical cord cut immediately or delayed, whether you want to wear the hospital gown or not, 
<laughs> like she goes into so much detail that I'm just I'm excited about my next visit because mm-hmm. these are the things that I'm I plan to discuss prior where I feel um and unfortunately I don't have a black midwife I saw for her tried for her couldn't get a there there are not many to go around um but to say in saying all of that you have to speak up for yourself if you find yourself not being serviced in the way you need to be served in the mm-hmm. medical that's just that and this is even you know like just before pregnancy this is period because it was i recently went for and i just wanted i went to um black OBGYN. i really just wanted you know just get my annual checkup and get some blood work done just to kind of see my levels just to see you know what vitamins i may be deficient in or just whatever the case i just wanted to know where i stand with my blood work honey i goes in there asking for um and hormonal workup and the lady look at me she's like well we don't do blood work for hormones i said the fuck you mean <laughs> how is she supposed to know and it was just such a <laughs> it was her bedside manner for one she was rude as hell and i'm like okay but i'm the patient which means I am, um, I'm a consumer. I'm paying for this service. I would like blood work done. You know, like I would like an order for blood work so that I can get my hormones tested. And then I went in, you know, to further explain, which I didn't, but I'm like, you know, well, a while back, I recently, you know, um, I had my testosterone tested and it was just a little bit higher than it needed to be. So I want, I've been working on it and I would like to see if my levels have came down or, you know, whatever the case. And she's just like, well, okay, well, so I'll, well, first she tells me, well, I'll check your records. And I'm like thinking to myself, bitch, you don't have no records. Didn't you see that I was a new patient? (laughs) So you don't have no records of mine. I did not sign no HIPAA release before I came here for this damn appointment. Thinking all this in my mind, right? Because I was like, we can't go off on this lady because we've been working on that. So we're not going to go off on her today. Didn't go off on her. Um... She goes um, to check whatever she checked. I'm, you know, getting out the room or whatever. And then she's like, oh, I didn't see any records. I was like, yeah, you're not going to. This is my first time here. She's like, okay, so I'll send you for testosterone. Only sent me for testosterone. Ain't send me for nothing else. Now, how many damn hormones we got? 800? How many we got? She ain't send me for none of the other ones. (laughs) She only sent me for testosterone. But not only that, she recommended that I get a histo, what that shit was called? Kiva? What? A hist- what that thing was called? Not a hysterectomy, a histo something. Yeah, they wanted to put, pretty much use some type of instrument to in, put inside of her uterus to see what's going on. Right. And I'm like, girl, what the <laughs> hell I need that for? <laughs> I don't need no, I was like, that sounds like an invasive procedure and I do not fucking need that. Like, I just, I just want to know, again, my blood levels. And it was a whole thing. And she kept recommending me for this procedure. I'm going to have to look it up to, um, to explain. But this, it is an example that, again, the, when you go into these industries, and, and this is our fault because we need 
to go to our own. But when we're so scattered brain and we don't have this attitude, because you have a lot of black faces with white minds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just because a person is brown don't mean they're going to give you the proper service. That's what I've learned that even though we're discussing everything in black terms, like things to be look out for and how to improve the black nation, understand that there are a lot of black folk that don't even feel that they're black or they've been so brainwashed into white culture that they have the skin color um, but they don't have the mindset or the intent of a black nation. So the work is heavy. And sometimes you have to tap into spirit of a person because I found um, some cultures to help me out more than my own brother and sister. And, and even though that's not the economic source that I want to tap into, but I have to because I can't find what I need for my own. Mm. So, you know, it's it's important that we understand what we want because everything we're talking about is something that we don't have today, but something we desire for in the future. So in order for us to get that, we have to structure more functional um, brown babies so they can connect with each other in the future <laughs> and not connect with everybody else, um, which is currently happening. But yeah, please share what, what that... Um, that procedure is so sisters can look out for that. And again, if your, your spirit will tell you something ain't right, trust that spirit. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel shameful, even if you feel like, damn, I look like I don't know what I'm doing. Who cares? A sino histogram. That's what that shit was. <laughs> that from I'm sorry, a, I had to look it up. Word. A sino histogram is an imaging study of the uterus. So how so when I called, you know, the, um, I called the law office to schedule it because at first I was like, all right, well, let me see. So I called the law office to schedule it and I asked her, I was like, well, well, is this something I could do and still go to work? She was like, well, I don't know because the procedure takes about, you know, it's a little over an hour. I'm like, procedure? I, was, I thought she was just taking some pictures. So then she had to explain it to me. They stick a needle type thing in your uterus like well through your vagina all the way up wherever they stick it and they supposed to be taking pictures this way but they say oh but it takes a complete picture it really lets us know everything that's going on bitch you don't need to know everything that's going on right now all I needed was blood work and nonetheless she ended up not giving me what I asked for, she only ran my levels for testosterone, which she ain't have nothing to compare it against. Wouldn't even give me my damn results. Gonna tell me, oh, it's online. You got to look at it. I need you to call me and tell me, let's talk about it <laughs> so I can understand what the hell I'm reading. But that was a whole thing. But I will tell you, I fucking complained. Okay. I wrote a letter to the, um, to the medical place. I wrote a letter to my insurance company. Okay. We got that all resolved. They and called me case, back. Just um, in case y'all don't know, I want to air this out. If y'all ever need um, assistance with writing letters and get and to get a response, Kahawi is the way to go. Honey, <laughs> come see me. <laughs> she is a great editor when it comes to that. You may write a letter and not get a response, but she get responses um to her letters and understand it's going to be a fight you know remove the emotion out of it if the mm -hmm. goal is to get what you need from what remember you're paying these people so a lot of times our emotions overtake our agenda don't let it overtake the agenda 
Keep mm-hmm. your agenda, control your emotions, and go after what you need. I want what I want, and I'm going to get it. Period. Yeah. And if I got to get everybody up in trouble in this clinic until I get everybody, then everybody's going to get in trouble. So, you know, and if you need help with that, again, reach out to resources. Kahawia, like I said, you know, she'll give you a price to write out her, but she's very affordable. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a a great resource to have if you need somebody to help upgrade your letter. Some of us just don't have that writing skill or ability. But um, I'm glad... um, you share that, sis, because a lot of times we just think that, you know, it, it's just a moment of frustration. We'll express what we express and then people get on point. No, you still fighting with it. Mm-hmm. And don't let these doctors tell you every fucking thing just because they got medical, um, medical degrees and you don't, you know your body mm-hmm. and you know what your gut is telling you. Because, honey, I was like, Sano, his the what? That sounds mm-hmm. too much like his directing me for me. I ain't coming here for that. Yeah. And Dr. Wilson, he he explains that we know this. I mean, some of us don't, but in case you don't know, we tend to have substantial substandard medical um, treatment or medical Mm -hmm. service. It just just happens to be that way for us, unfortunately. And it doesn't just happen. It's set up and designed for it to be this way because if these European institutions experimented on us relentlessly with no care concern of our future, then why would that change? A hundred percent, you know, so you you have to trust yourself in that world. And he explains that again, you know, going back into the prenatal that our black um, sisters tend to die more often than whites Mm -hmm. um, when giving birth. He has other charts that explain how that is shown, um, you know, with certain um, based on race and he also explains that the birth rates within the teenage um, community, we tend to be highest in that, too. Sister Sharazad, she she flipped the script. She said, you know, we need to be thankful for the teens because so many black women out here, they don't even want family. If it wasn't for the teenage population, we wouldn't even have numbers to compete with. Because we are, we have the highest infant mortality, and then we have the the lowest birth rate. Um, because a lot of us are just not thinking about having children. But that 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 we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> Which is why too, she recommends that you know if you have a teenager who is pregnant, be um be a resource for them. You know, reach out to help them and make sure that instead of ridiculing them for becoming pregnant at such a young age, like sure you can have that conversation, right? And that's a whole nother thing, but approach it with love and support so that you don't continue to produce a generation of dysfunction. And we're we're judging them, these teenagers based on European standard because mm-hmm. biologically our bodies is best apt to have babies in that period. Yeah. To be quite frank. Just, Your grandmama had babies at 12. Yeah, great grandma. Her 13-year-old um, grandfather. Yeah. Your grandfather. No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait. Not her grandfather. <laughs> Your grandfather. Your grandparents was 12 or 13 and had 17 children. No, you're right. And, and, and I'm, we're not comparing that to say that's functional. Or, you know, it it was a lot of stuff that was going on that shouldn't have happened then either. But a big portion of why we delayed parenting is because 
we're not economically prepared. So we look at our teenage child and it's like, I'm still taking care of you. Now I have to take care of your baby. So that is the concern. But we are in evolution. Well, we should be in evolution of thought. Well, we have to redefine standard. So we should not be only preparing our children to become economically inclined and self-sufficient in the ages of mid-20s after they so-called finish college. That's something that we should be working on in the toddler years. What are you going to do to make money for yourself? What makes you happy? What do you want to create? What can you monopolize and control that you can create that everybody wants, but you can put a price tag on it? Those are the conversations we should have with our kindergartners. So when they do get into the early 20s, late teens, and they decide to start family, they have a way to make money to take care of their family. Because when you have children younger, quiet as it's kept, you have, to me, you have a, a, a longer fulfilling life because you get to see so much more generations. And you're done early. Mm. And you can be a grandma. And you yeah. can be a great grandma. It may be a great, great grandma. You know? So we have to remove this European standard. Once we get our organ, when we get better equipped with being organized and how we, um, and we create our own standards and we really get this economics under control, we can start producing our children in numbers. But right now we're not there yet. And um, this is why we're going through all of this basic ground so we can eventually get there because from what Dr. Wilson and from his discovery, he realizes that you know, there are certain um, diseases that are more immune to others than, um, more immune to us than other races, such as sickle cell anemia. And it was quite um, enlightening for me to realize that this trait is among most of the people in Africa that live in Africa, um, but is not affected um, by them in a negative because it parallels with this malaria immunity that they have. And because they eat, they tend to eat yams and cassava, which is a, um, a staple dietary um, meal in, in those communities, those countries in Africa, they tend to not to have the issue of sickle cell anemia, where we Blacks in America, we're not eating yams and cassava like that. And, and the the nutrients in those foods produces the type of um, uh, rich sources that gives our ability that our bodies the balance um, to not be exposed to the um, negatives of sickle cell anemia. Which I thought that was pretty dope. I didn't even know that our diet is the reason why um, we don't control that immunity. So it's a lot to um, do research on and to also question certain things. Because, for example, we're in an era now where people are being encouraged to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, prior to, to the vaccination with the flu shot, I've never been comfortable with that. And even though I have people around me encouraging me to do it, I'm still not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So you have to take a stand. All of this information we're talking about is not work that is going to be easy to practice and do. People are going to come against you. Your own. I mean, everybody. <laughs> Medical professionals, people who know better, but it's your life. 
So we can't continue to serve the European um, in a way where we follow his standards and his dietary needs because we are different and we have different needs and different concerns. For example, um, he also mentioned this whole lactose intolerance. He said most of our babies are lactose intolerant, but then the staple diet in the America American system is milk. Mm-hmm. The calcium, you know, they they promote milk all the time in the commercials and the and TV. So, how do you fix that? Do you want to just give your baby milk because that's what they said? And you have a lot of mamas on that. I know a hood mother when I see her give her baby intro. Honey, that's hood. You may speak proper if you're doing that with a degree. That's a damn shame. That is a hood mentality. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what too? Because even think about Wick, they give them. 15 damn gallons of milk yeah. like what the fuck i'm supposed to do with all this milk and you know you can fight for yourself because I, I met the sister who managed to get them to put almond milk because she told them that her baby was lactose mm-hmm. and they and they first they put she said first they gave her soy and she said she didn't want soy because she she has a son and for mm-hmm. those of you that don't know soy produces a lot of estrogen a lot of synthetic estrogen too and synthetic at, estrogen. At that yeah so you know that's when you'll see baby boys with titties and high-pitched voices you know they they don't grow into manhood effectively if they're gro- if they're raised on soy so she said she managed to get them on i don't know but she said she had to keep going back and forth sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta fight mm-hmm. for your family because the systems that's out here they are bound to destroy you if you don't know how to um manage correctly so um I mean, Dr. Wilson, he goes into so many ways of explaining that our health, you know, although they like to just crown it to be hereditary um, ailments, he explains that the choices and how we interact with one another and the food choices that we um, engage in ultimately will determine the the health and well-being of our people. As we talked about in our last episode, the difference between food and junk. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have to stop relying on um on these agencies to give us what we need because it's you know they're they're not they're gonna give us the formula and the insurers and the milk for free, but you don't have to take it. And you can fight for the opposite of it. Um, he closes out the chapter explaining all the things that we can do um, to kind of improve the nutritional education of our people. And he says that, you know, Black churches should be more amped in allowing spaces like this to happen where we kind of create our own um, social networks and explain um, what's happening. And he strongly advises that we all should check up and see if we have any malnutrition, any malnutrition issues annually. Mm-hmm. So um, go make sure you get in your physicals and get a full blood panel. Yeah, and even and I would it wouldn't even hurt to take because I got my um I got blood blood work done at my prenatal care doctor, and then I took my blood work. Um, from my prenatal care and then I went to my primary and my primary was like well iron is enlisted and this is enlisted and that is enlisted mm. <laughs> so you know because again like how mentioned I don't know how to 
read this crap. <laughs> Show me what you see. So sometimes it's right, and that's why you gotta go to both, you know. So for women, because when you do get your blood work up at the gynecologist, they only check for certain things um, with regard to your reproductive health. They don't really focus on the other stuff. So you do have to go see your primary and your GYN and get both. And because we tend to be disservice, I wouldn't even add get a third party in the mix. And uh-huh. just, just do a third have a and have that third party if your insurance if you can um see um an endocrinologist that would be good because they'll be the people to let you know so these are all the things that that um are in, encouraged for you to do whether you with child or not for brothers is included let's stay on top of our health because true wealth is health Mm-hmm. It don't make sense to have all of this money and property and resources. And when you turn 60, you were in a pamper. Let's just think about it. If the only reason you ever need to go to the doctor is just for a physical and to get that blood work to make sure that you is doing your good practices on your own, honey, yeah. that is lit right there. Yeah. You just going for um oil change, going for a tune up. Yeah. <laughs> going for you know, just to check out, just to look at things. All right, things looking good, cool. See you next year. Because mm-hmm. you're going to pay for it either way. You're going to pay for it now, you're going to pay for it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know and I'd rather pay cash. I don't want to pay with my organs. <laughs> exactly. So if that's, I mean, that's all I have um, for prenatal period. Mm-hmm. And that's again, all it is. I mean, he goes into, you know, he goes in depth. He goes in great detail. You know, we are not, we're going to say this again. This ain't no audio book. You have to read the book. You got to get the book. You got to do your own research. Most definitely. Most definitely. Because it's, it's intense. It's severely intense. Because the next chapter, he goes into... So everything we discussed so far is just prenatal, prenatal concerns. So he goes in now into the first two years of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's breaking down our babies. And we need to give our babies and honor them with this amount of attention because, again, too often times when we see these children running amok in the street or they shooting each other in the head, we don't know where the hell it come from. Mm-hmm. And he's showing the basis, like, look, this is where it starts. So he's now going to explain, you know, the lifestyles of our babies for the first two years. And again, don't think this is not the totality of black. Some of us are doing well, but like how we chose Sister Sharazad books, where it highlights all the negatives. Dr. Umar, I said Dr. Umar, who? Dr. Miss Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Umar is somebody that is, you know, the psychologist of today. But um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he explains um, how we can av- prevent these things from happening if we focus on all of the toxicity behaviors that we inject or put forth on our children from the fetal stage to, you know, when they are in the adolescence period. So chapter two starts at page 39, says it's a thick chapter. You want to go from 30. Yeah, I looked at it. We can go from 39 to 54. Okay. And just kind of finish up that last tidbit and then do 54 to the end of the chapter. 
Okay, so we're going to read to the end. Okay, I see where it says chapter 2. It starts at 55. So we'll read the full, complete page of 54. Um, well, you well, said I wasn't that saying that. I was saying just that tidbit so we could start at regardless when we come back. Okay, so we're going to go from page 39 to page 54, stopping at the end, where is it? there's a... Um, a source is sourced. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that chapter two is the first two years, care, development, intelligence, the restricted nature of the black world. Lord. Mm. That's a loaded <laughs> title. Shit. It sure is. And again, if you can check out these articles, Dr. Wilson was such a well-read man. I mean, it's insane of how well-read he was um, and how much information he was able to attain. It's beautiful. So Yeah, I'm going to reach out to our community. I know we got some some um, some family members starting college soon. Yeah, <laughs> so. they're not in there yet, but when they get there... Come August. <laughs> I know, you're right. We do have some college. got to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> Come August, I'm gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> let me see that. Because I definitely want to check out that um that article you mentioned, Dumber by the the dozen. Yeah, and see, even like, even like something like that, you know, I don't mind putting money in my little cousin pocket, right? I'll source him ten dollars a month for this information, but I ain't paying. Goddamn, some other folks. Yeah, but whole nother thing yeah and and with that black i'm, I'm glad you mentioned the black economic power because i've been looking uh taking a look at me and my spending habit and i've been trying my best and now i've i, I saved a lot of um businesses on my gps system where now i know the local black owned gas station um, I went sh- been shopping at the local black owned grocery stores, which is kind of a little fun- finicky because they Dominican behind that, <laughs> mm-hmm. the cashier. But who knows? It can still it says black owned online, so you know I'm trusting it as of as of now. But it's a process, brothers and sisters. It's going to be amazing to see. Well, oh, you know what? So it sure do be funny because people identify with black owned when they're trying to get that black dollar, <laughs> but they don't want to be black. No. <laughs> and no other conversation. Oh no 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 no! I'm not black. <laughs> oh no no no! But nonetheless, yes yes. So if that is it, so no further ado. Yes, lady y'all. Bye. <laughs> I get the deepest dream before I wake up here the clock go beat Keep me bundled in them blankets Get that peace before the world starts to creep on me Sleep on me Ooh, you're just too deep for me Why can't you just let go and get by me for a minute? The record player in the back Plays my favorite song Get my tune through the speakers Let me put you in a zone See a room full of people find me dancing all alone third eye wide open this is good vibes on these zones my 
strength Got the garlic for the vampires You get no taste today As the water levels rise I just learn how to swim Face the giants with a slingshot Only option is to win The record player in the back Plays my favorite song Get my tune through the speakers Let me put you in a zone See a room full of people Find me dancing all alone Third eye wide open This is goodbye Season when that fatty came back, it was more than what we needed. So I suggest you play a part and get it to him. What we doing? Judah is the trap, the nappy head is super duper. If you ain't rolling with us, then a ticket you against us. So you better keep you cool and keep it moving. Hope you're listening. Let me break it down for a second. Wait, wait. You and I are not the same. Split the cake with my lady. Motor alone is supposed to snakes. Uh, don't know why they hit me. I'm just trying to elevate the beast in love, but don't mistake it. If you got it, get it. Shake it, nigga. This is what you want. Hey, we can get into it if you're trying to build your work. I can put you in direct connection with the plug Didn't yeah, 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 you need it until I put you on uh, Let me break it down for a second Wait, wait, you and I are not the same Split the cake and all the lady molded on his poses stance uh, Don't know why they hit me I'm just trying to elevate the peace and love But don't mistake it if you gotta get a shake it, nigga